We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. There's a little something in there for you. Let us know what you think. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was thinking that we're matching today and I wanted to say <laughs> something about that. So I almost missed the intro, but it's all good because we're we are We're definitely not matching here. because you have that thing on your neck that I don't understand right. what it is, but it's a it's, right. it's, a, it's called a differ- differentiator, my friend, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because today we have an incredible guest with an incredible topic, learning the skill set to feel good. I want to feel it, good. Is it you to feel, feel good, good or to feeling good? I think I, mi- I might have misspelled that. I mean, there. I want to feel good, but we all need to learn how to feel good or feeling good. We or be- need to learn how to feel good. And uh, I think yes. this is such an important conversation I know. in today's world that we live in. Oh, absolutely. We're going to dig deeper into that, right? Absolutely. I can't right. wait. Uh, Fonzie. Before that, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. You're welcome, good sir. Today's sponsor is your one and only, The Biz Bros, with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Tell me more, tell me more, please. Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content, just like this one that you are listening to or watching, and you need a modern media team to come and help you leverage your efforts and amplify your message by turning your long form piece of content into value packed bite-sized assets. So then you can send them like little minions all over the interwebs. Interwebs. We want to help you out. And by interwebs, I mean social medias. Let's go. <laughs> we want to help you out. Please slide in the DMs at BizBrosCo on Facebook on Instagram. That's right, guys. Woo. And go ahead and follow the podcast because every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, no, and Saturday, we bring <laughs> you all these incredible conversations with amazing, very successful entrepreneurs. Yep. And uh, if you find a value, go ahead and follow all the accounts at Biz Bros Co. So where you can find all the golden boulders. That, that is we post. right. That oh, is yeah. right. And please, if you find today's episode impactful, helpful, or if it moves you closer to your goals, or only ask is for you to share it with somebody else because it might do the same for them. Ah, and please, so please, freaking lutely. don't forget to leave a five-star review. Yes. Thank you. Round number two. Yes, today's guest has been here before and he brought the magic. Today, he's not only bringing the magic back, but he's here to teach us everything about feeling good or how oh, we call yeah. Gucci Gucci. Gucci Gucci. I, I, every time I, I think about the song, feeling good. But it's okay. <laughs> today's guest helps entrepreneurs learn how to feel good on purpose, on demand, and from the inside out. This is such an important conversation mm-hmm. in today's world. I can't wait. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Today's guest is a former professional ballroom competitor, a master NLP practitioner, and published author of two books. We had the pleasure of being on his podcast, and we couldn't be more excited to have him here today for the second time. That is right. Please welcome host of the Magic for Life podcast and the Harry Potter of personal and business development, Michael Johnson. Welcome, Michael. Rock and roll. That was that was epic. I loved it. Appreciate it. You know, I, I feel like the days that we match, 
we like or or energy elevates a little bit. I know we might have to put a, a like a dress schedule to here for for every show. Yeah. Well, Michael, enough about us, uh, dude. Thank you so much for for coming back again to the show and sharing these incredible frameworks and lessons. Um, I can't wait to dive dive deep. I I know that we kind of opened that kind of worms the first time that that we had you on the show. So I encourage everybody to go listen to that first episode, and uh, I can't wait to dig deeper and uh, for us to for you to show us what you have you know prepared for everybody listening and, and watching today so uh maybe for those that are tuning in for the first time uh do you want to share a little bit of like how you started with this entrepreneurial career this passion of yours and uh quick summary so then we can get into the the, the goodness yeah absolutely i you know got into the business of helping people feel good I think from the very start, you know, when I was five years old, I started into ballroom dance and you guys said it earlier, I, I was uh, a professional ballroom dancer on the circuit for about 10 years. And, uh, but I started that when I was young and what I realized looking back was that I've been in that business, in that profession of helping people feel good from the very beginning. I loved getting a smile on people's faces. I loved seeing people leave the room better than they came in the room. Yeah. And as I got older and learned the mechanics of it, learned the skill sets of it, I started to realize, hey, you know what? It wasn't me that made them feel good, but I did act as a catalyst yeah. and they allowed it to happen. They started to feel good because of the things that, that were going on outside of them, but it was just a catalyst. I didn't actually make them do it. So I've been in the business of helping people feel good for a long time. Uh, just did it through ballroom dance for a long time and then got into being an entrepreneur. My mother owned a studio when I was young, so I got to watch her do it. And then later on, I uh, just had to be my own boss. And I think a lot of you guys out there know exactly what I'm talking about. You just, I, it just wasn't going to work. I couldn't work for somebody else. So I had to be my own boss. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, what, what's the word? I think we were having a conversation with George Bryan the other day. And he's like, I'm, a, I'm unhirable. <laughs> and the other day, you know, uh, that's, that's my new excuse for my wife's not baby. I'm unhirable. Like it's it. Uh, that's it. I, I, we just have to go on this path and, and, uh, and, you know, walk, walk the, walk the, the talk. Right. Um, I, I love, <laughs> I love first off that you started making people feel good since that very beginning. And as you were telling that story, I'm, we're going back on our personal stories and we love when people have smiles. We love when people laugh at, at our terrible jokes, for example, like how can we like cause that? But I think it's super important too that, uh, how do we, how do we feel happy and, and feel good also internally, right? Not only outside, but how do we do it? And through this journey of entrepreneurship for the last like five years, which has been a crazy, amazing, fun roller coaster. But whenever sometimes you're like on these like very high and then you go on these very lows, right? We need, especially entrepreneurs that might be starting up or that have a smaller team, it's so important to have this skill set uh, because there's gonna be those times that is gonna feel really, really challenging, right? We was specifically in our story, about a year ago, like before we even started the show, that was one of our moments, right? The show kind of like took us off. And then about a month ago, we had another one of those moments, right? And we're thankful now that we have a team that, that supports. We have each other. Uh, without Fonzie here, I think I would have been, um, you know, I don't know where I would be right now. But uh, we had one of those moments, right? That, that way, uh, He's hugging me right now for those listening. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't happen often. But it's that framework and that skill set right, of feeling good, even though sometimes it can go south because it will go south. 
many times, right? So why don't we start diving into into that? How do you how do you discover that framework of making people feel good, right? We've been talking about frameworks a ton lately, and uh, we're fascinated by them, and we're making every decision. We have to go and run it through a framework. So how do you, is there a framework? How do you discover that framework if, if there's one? Absolutely. You know, the interesting thing was it wasn't because I was amazing at it from the beginning. In fact, I think I was guilty of doing it poorly. I was doing stuff outside in and trying to affect people with that mm. outside in method, right? So I, I call it Netflix and Oreos, right? <laughs> you can go and binge on Netflix or Oreos or both. Guilty. <laughs> By the way, guilty pleasure, man. I don't know if you if you have cameras in my house, but that's exactly my guilty pleasure. Like <laughs> Netflix and, and fudge Oreos. Oh my God, so, so delicious. So you have, you have my attention, my friend. You have my attention. <laughs> Well, and so it's easy, you know, it's easy to go do that. But what happened, I think somewhere along the way, we as a society, and I mean like the human race, figured out that there were shortcuts to feeling good. There were these shortcuts and there's nothing wrong with them. So let me just start that so that, that you can hear me say it a bunch of times. There's nothing wrong with our catalyst, the shortcuts along the way to help us feel good. Yeah. But what happened was somewhere along the way, it started to get promoted as that was the thing. You have to go to the movies so that you can feel good. You have to uh, binge watch a Netflix show so that you can feel – you have to eat your favorite food so that you can feel good or ice cream so that you can feel good. Right? It's always – it got to this point where now social media, especially, they take that and they take advantage of it. Hey, you know, you won't feel good until you get that next new pair of shoes. Hey, you're not going to feel good till you buy the new and improved iPhone, you know, or the next car that's really fancy. And they attach to this idea that there are things that are catalysts yeah. that help us to feel good. But notice I said help us to feel good. So there yeah. is indeed a framework. And that framework, that idea of the framework is that we want to start to learn what those things are that we personally use as catalysts to help us feel good, but we are doing it still. Yeah. And we want to start to move that. It's kind of like a scale, right? So the scale can tilt. And if you're too far on one side, which I I call the external side, right? We're doing things or we're finding things externally to help us feel good. If the scale has balanced or tipped too far that way, then we're missing out on all the stuff that we can do internally to yeah. feel good on purpose. And when we can find those things internally, that starts to balance the scale. Now we can actually have that little dance, that dance on the scale that balances us so that we can take advantage of life's amazing things like Oreos, especially fudge yeah. Oreos. <laughs> and we could take advantage of those things without them becoming a vice or something that is a detriment. And that's what a lot of times we end up calling addiction. We end up calling these addictions that we have these external things. Unfortunately, there's people that get stuck on drugs or alcohol or or things of that nature. And what happens is those things they think are the thing that make them feel good. Yeah. But what it is is they are the catalyst so that they can allow themselves to feel good. Yeah. This is huge. When we can start to allow ourselves to feel good, well, then we get attached to whatever that thing is. And what we want to do is we want to take that that 
balance scale and start to balance it out with things that are internal. And that is a skill set. That's not, it doesn't just accidentally come along. In fact, a whole school system, and I believe it was Finland, changed how they actually teach their kids from the beginning to the end. They went from something like 99th or 98th to number sixth in the world because the number one thing that they teach, whether they're teaching math, history, science, doesn't matter. All of their teachers are focused on one thing. They're teaching their kids how to be happy. Yes. They're teaching them how to feel good. And because they know how to feel good, they end up excelling at all of the subjects, at all of the things that they want to do in life yeah. because they understand how to do it from the inside out. <gasps> this is something that we have to do. We have to learn these skill sets. And so the framework that we do, I call it the feel good framework. And it's, it looks like a scale, right? It looks like this cool mm. thing. And, uh, and we're trying to balance it out. We have to figure out what the gap is. We have to figure out how to use our faculties because mm. we were built with these amazing systems systems like our emotional operating system is what i call it and we've got to learn how to use it we were built with these cool skill sets and unfortunately they taught us how to do calculus and algebra (laughs) they taught us how to do grammar they taught us even how to do science and maybe even scientific logic but they didn't teach us how to use our emotional operating system and well gosh it's time it is time. Ah, it is time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, better late than never, right? So thank you so much for bringing this to, to to the table. I think this is so, so important, right? And you're talking about those catalysts that allow, and I'm making here like air quotes, allowed us to feel good, right? I think everybody deserves to feel good, right? I think yeah. we were put here on earth to, you know, be happy, right? So I am... I am curious, right? How do you transition a mindset from I need to allow myself to feel good to, you know, I am worthy of feeling good and I'm going to seek from inside out to feel good? I think that's a great question. And I get asked that a lot because obviously I, I end up talking about this subject often. And, and as you were saying earlier, you guys have been into frameworks lately, and I love frameworks. So I have our feel-good framework, right? And I love it because it helps keep us on track and it helps us heading down a path that we know is consistent and repeatable. But I also have this other framework, and it's our Magic for Life framework. And it's just based off of the acronym for MAGIC. It's really simple. And we want to be able to move. We want to get in momentum. We want to be able to find that momentum that that is the first letter of magic. And when we find that momentum, all of a sudden, we can start to move and get going and we get in flow. And you guys are soccer players, uh, football players. And so you know the value of getting in the zone. Mm-hmm. When we can get in the zone, when we can get into the A, the alignment, now we're in that zone and we're in that flow. And when we get into flow, now all of a sudden the journey doesn't seem like hard work. It might be work, but the journey doesn't seem like hard work. Now it seems like it's part of the flow. We get into that that alignment that we're mm-hmm. all looking for. And athletes oftentimes call it the zone, right? Mm-hmm. We get into that alignment. And then that journey that we're on, that's that J in magic, by the way. We're on this journey. Now we can start to appreciate this journey that we're on. And the journey that we're on is oftentimes overlooked for focusing on the past 
or focusing on the future. And mm. so many people leave sight of the, the moment. That yep. journey is the moment. And as we look at that journey, now all of a sudden we can start to look at it inside out. We've got to start to look at it inside out. And if we can do that, if we can understand ourselves, if we can learn ourselves, right? Socrates said this ages ago, temet noske. It's Latin. Temet noske. I'm probably jacking the way you say it, right? So I'm sorry <laughs> if you know Latin, right? But it stands for learn thyself. Mm. Learn thyself. And if you learn thyself, now you are taking the steps towards and forward toward being able to operate from the inside out instead of the outside in. And this is why meditation and all sorts of forms of meditation are so valuable yeah. because it allows you time to go inside and be able to connect and get in alignment like we talked about. And when you're in alignment between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, now all of a sudden when those two things kind of come together, you hit that zone. You can keep it in momentum. You can start to operate from the inside out. And now you can create your world, which is the C for magic. Yeah. You can start to create mm. your world. And in that, all of those things, obviously they have uh, skill sets that come with them, but that's the top heading. Those are the top elements to the framework of being able to get inside, understand how to do it from the inside out. Yeah. And not just go random or let whatever happens to you, happen to you, right? Yeah. And we know that's why we're entrepreneurs, all of us. We're all here right now because we're entrepreneurs. And the fact of the matter is, is the reason is, is because we want to be in charge. Yeah. We want to be in control. We don't want somebody else running our world and we don't want to leave it to chance. I don't want some other person telling me how I should live or how I should feel. And that's yeah. huge when you can take back control. Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I I feel like I, I find myself talking about this a lot lately with a lot of people on the sense of don't place your power on others, right? Because we're like, oh, I'm feeling bad or angry because of whatever these other persons say, right? And I'm like, I mean, yes, we cannot control what they say, but we can control how we react, right? And if we are deciding consciously to get angry or mad at that person, right? Like, Don't get me wrong, like whatever other people say might, you know, bring some emotions, but you decide how to feel. And I think it was, maybe I'm mistaking this too, but I think uh, I might be butchering this a little bit, but I, I, I read once that it was like the difference between emotions and feelings is that you can control your feelings, right? I think it was that one. So the emotions is what happened immediately that comes out, but then you process it and you have your feelings And you can decide whether you feel bad about it, angry, right, mm -hmm. and resentful, or you can feel, you know, in a positive way, like, okay, it's a learning lesson. Why can I learn from this? What am I going to move forward, right? And that is what people call the external locus of control versus internal locus of control, right? Uh, placing that power outside versus, you know, I am pretty much like I control my own destiny and my own world. And I, I find that extremely viable, right? And what, what, when I'm looking this, I, I love your magic for, uh, framework, first of all. I'm curious, does this part of the external, internal locus of control, the, the feeling good framework that you're talking about, does that fall into the inside out? What we're talking about right now, is that the specific piece that we are 
covering in this challenge that you're putting out there for everybody? Uh, we actually are going to be covering that and much more. Oh, nice. This is a 21. It'll be a 21 day challenge. Wow. Yes. And it's 21 days because we want to create habits. You yeah. know, you, to segue yeah. off of you saying, you know, it, it's about your world. I call it your model of your world, the mm. model of your world. And you, Fonzie, have your model of the world, which is totally different, believe it or not, than your brother. Oh, yeah. You guys both think you see the world the same way because, well, you're in the same studio. You're looking at the same screen, the same camera. Same shirt. You both <laughs> same shirt. I mean, really? Yeah. Same name. Come on, Fonzie. Yeah. Man. Same name. But your model of the world is different. Each one mm. of us have a unique perspective. And we have our own model of the world. It's as unique as our thumbprint. Yeah. And that model of the world determines really how you're going to react and how you're going to give meaning. See, sometimes you've been around something that made you upset, but somebody next to you didn't even flinch. There was no upsetness in them. There was nothing mm -hmm. going on, but to you, you were upset and you tried to explain to them why. And you tried to get them on board. Like you should be upset with me because I'm upset. And, they're, and they just had nothing. They had no energy around it. And you yeah. might have looked at them like, gosh, you have like three heads. How could you not be upset about this? Yeah. And what really happened was when they observed it from their model of the world, they saw things completely different because they gave what they saw a different meaning. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the skill sets that we'll be talking about and learning and working on is how to practice giving things new meaning. And it is a skill set because if you can shoot a basketball and get it better, if you can kick a ball into the goal and get better at it, if you can play the violin and get better at it, you can also practice giving different meaning to what you observe because what you observe really always has three sides, right? I always tell my children, There's always three sides to the story. Yeah. Your side, my side, and the truth. Mm -hmm. And we're going to seek the truth for a long time to come. <laughs> because every time we look at a different perspective, every time we change the perspective for somebody, then we're going to hear or gain a different idea or meaning that we're yeah. going to give to that emotion. So as you were saying, Fonzie, you were talking about how, you know, maybe – you process it and you feel something right away. Well, that can actually be adjusted. It can be adjusted because you're going to get used to having a filter before you give meaning. Yeah. And if you can learn to give a filter before you give meaning, now you can decide what you'd like it to mean. Now that's interesting because if you can decide what you want things to mean when you mm. see them, that essentially means that you can create your world. Yeah. And you could create it to be whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Uh-oh. There's the magic. Baby, yeah. let's go. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is so good, man. Because uh, as you're telling this story, I'm going back to very specific moments in, in our journey. And uh, and the the momentum and then the explosion has come from that shift of perspective, right? And how we sit down and observe that moment, right? And we're like, we accept what happened, right? Especially I go back to, to when we launched the show, right? Like the show was a product of 
of how we took action in that very very scary situation that we were in at the time because we lost a ton of business we didn't really know how we were going to move forward and we're like look there's a you know there's this amount of time that we have a wiggle room let's go deep dive into this platform for example and that was the action point that we took after that perspective shift and uh, that action and relentless execution there led us to where we are now right uh, a few months back we, we experienced a, a new a new phase right of that of something very similar right and we're like huh even though this is happening, right? So now we accept that it might happen, right? And guess what? Those things that cause that anxiety, those things are that cause that like being scared feeling, we I'd like to see them as indicators, right? Oh man, that's an indicator of let's observe, let's observe something is not quite there yet. What can we do that's in our control to move forward, right? And and I think this is uh, as I walk through your framework. Obviously, we've we've discovered part of it through our own execution, but not mm-hmm. not everybody have to go through those moments, right? For us, especially when we launched the show, it was so painful, man. And it was it was it, it took us a while, right? And uh, and I don't know if that would have happened to us three years ago, four years ago. I don't think we would have made it, right? Because it was a period and time of growth that we invested um, in either coaches and people helping us m- to get to that point of. of a mental state to be able to transition quickly enough to make sure that that the business survives and thrives right same thing so i i want to encourage people listening right now if you have felt something like that before if you found yourself in a position uh within your business or even personally right where you you start seeing these indicators you don't have to spend three or four years right you have a, a very incredible tool here with michael and his frameworks to go ahead and start tackling this right away because guess what that change of perspective observing see what the the the, the action point the momentum point is gonna is gonna be is gonna help us move forward uh faster and i think what you what you mentioned on the 21 day challenge is incredible valuable because yes we gotta build that habit right we gotta be purposely taking action to make sure that we can make that change internally mm-hmm. right so we can operate from the inside out and not from the outside in so i just want to say thank you michael for uh offering obviously this incredible opportunity for a lot of entrepreneurs because i do personally feel the pain man. like we've been there many times right we're like the first from the vinyl sticker five years ago to the screen printing we were listening to a podcast last night about that story and we're like man those are very painful moments that mm-hmm. not everybody should be going through. Like if you have the advantage to kind of grab that that uh, shortcut, right, and learn from it, and then they're going to come. We got to recognize that those moments are going to come, but this framework is going to help us identify those moments faster and take action faster and make sure that we can uh, move forward. Yeah. So, um, Michael, I'm curious. We've talked a lot right now about, I would call it, the internal process of feeling good, what, what happens inside, right, that uh, – catalyst and all these things but i'm curious on how does that look how does feeling good look on a person's future once they you know make that conscious decision of i am the one responsible i have already developed the skills that how how does that look how feeling good influences let's say an entrepreneur's life this is huge uh entrepreneurs we're a different breed you know, in so many instances, we feel like we're alone, even when we've connected with, you know, a hundred other entrepreneurs <laughs> in our network. Yeah. And we so oftentimes will attack something that we believe in, a new project, a new idea, and we'll go it alone for a long time. We don't want anybody to know yet. We want it to be a surprise, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so we go it alone. And as we do that, in the beginning, we feel great. 
we feel good when we come up with this idea. We feel good. And so we come up with visions of grandeur and how we're going to take over the world and build our empire because we feel good. Mm -hmm. And in those moments when we feel good, it's like we can do anything in time stand still. We actually create these aggressive plans. We put our marketing plan on our wall and we say, ah, I can do it. Even if I have to stay up and burn the midnight oil and stay up all night long for three days straight, I can get it done because we feel good. And we feel good enough to actually make these crazy plans and dream big. Yeah. And then we find out sometimes that we're on the journey, what feels like alone. And we all of a sudden start to look at what we planned out, maybe what we mapped, and we go, oh boy, that doesn't feel good because we take our first our first day where we work a little bit more. We put in the extra, you know, we put in a 20-hour day and we sleep five and we do that two days in a row because we're excited and we did feel good. But then it starts to feel bad because our body goes, you're an idiot. Why <laughs> did you do that and only sleep five hours in the last three days? Yeah. And all of a sudden we feel bad. And now all of a sudden when we feel bad, we start to notice the bad things. We start to notice how much we didn't get done. We start to notice how mm. processes aren't working the way they're supposed to. We start to notice when our employees didn't do the job they were supposed to. We start to notice all the bad things because we feel bad. Yeah. And this is indeed connected to the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. You get what you focus on. Yep. Birds of a feather do indeed flock together. This is how it works. And so if you feel bad, you're going to get more bad. Mm. If you feel good, you're going to get more good. And now what's good and bad? Well, that's, that's for you to decide. That's not something I can get involved with. Your good and bad are unique to you, and you have to make that decision. But I can tell you, focusing on your getting – yeah. And if you're getting it, then you got to start to look at it and go, okay, if I could feel good more of the time, what would I get? Well, we know that. You're, athlete, you're an athlete. Both of you are athletes. Many of us that are entrepreneurs, we're athletes. There's a correlation. Yeah. They've seen it. Yeah. Now, not all, but many of us were. And you can tell that when you were in the zone, it was because you were feeling good. And you know, you watch those interviews with those professional athletes. They come off and they go, you just seem to be in a different place. They're like, yeah, I felt good today. I felt good today. That's always the comment. You yeah. go and you listen to a pianist that's an expert pianist. They get done and they interview them and they say, you know, that was amazing. They say, yeah, I was feeling really good today. Everybody, they always yeah. correlate their best performance, their best stuff to when they felt good. Nobody wants to talk about when they felt bad because that's when all the worst stuff, that's when all the crap shows up. That's when the crap hits the fan and everything <laughs> falls apart because yeah. you weren't feeling good. And so this split right here, as meaningless or menial as it might seem to just say, hey, you know, feeling good is a skill set and you should practice feeling good on purpose. People say, eh, you know, yeah, but I need to work on my marketing. <laughs> oh, yeah, but my process is broken. And I'm saying, you know what? All of the processes will get fixed when you feel good. Yeah. All of the relationships as an entrepreneur that you have, whether it be with your colleagues or your spouse, they will all get better when you feel good. Yeah. yeah. Because you can operate from a different plane. You can act from a different state. So the goal really is how can we feel good the most amount of time in our day? Yeah. Not just sometimes, not just kind of 
all the time on purpose on demand yes we want to feel good because we can create amazing things when we feel good Absolutely. Michael, let me tell you, I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling good, baby. <laughs> no, I love this. I, I love what you mentioned, and it's so relatable. Like, when we have those moments, we always say, like, ooh, I feel good, right? Like, when I have a good soccer game, I'm like, yeah, I felt good today. Right? I'm learning how to play tennis. When I'm having a good, you know, like, I'm getting it in the court and not, like, uh, shooting birds over there i'm like oh yeah i feel good so it's so relatable and you just put it in a in a perspective that i think people will will be excited to try this and not only try this but implement it and tell themselves like yeah. wow i do have control over this situation yeah and guess what i need to do something about it it is so important i i wrote down Two things that you put. You get what you focus on 100% and then your good and bad are unique to you and you decide which one you pick, right? Where do you put your, put your focus? And I think that is so important. It start, I, I think it starts in, in that place of, of awareness for people and then on them taking the conscious action, uh, the conscious decision of taking action, right? So I want to invite everybody to go ahead, scroll down on this episode. There's going to be a link in the description. Click it. And, of course, join the challenge because let me tell you, you're going to feel good. If you're feeling good right now, if you're feeling good with this conversation, I, I am 100% sure you're going to feel incredible after the the 21-day challenge. So thank you, thank you so much, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, the thing is, is and, and I have to warn your your listeners this is not a free challenge there are a lot of free challenges mm -hmm. going around out there yeah there's the yeah. three-day challenges there's the five-day you may even as an entrepreneur be running one yourself yep. and guess what there is nothing wrong with that they're great mm -hmm. and they're an awesome way for a very particular marketing strategy but the marketing strategy i'm running is simple If in 21 days i can get you the habits to feel good on purpose on demand and from the inside out then maybe, maybe I'll earn your business in the future. And that's yes. it. And that's simple, right? But I am telling you right now that I can do it. Over 21, you give me 21 days and you do what I actually teach you to do in, term, in yeah. terms of skill set. And your life will never be the same again. It will never be the same again because we're going to create the habits. Yeah. Mm. And that's it. We know that that that. that is a huge, huge element is to create those habits. So you got to put some skin in the game because let me tell you, yep. 21 days is still 21 days. And I know we're all getting older, so time is flying by faster for us than it used to. Yes. But when you go to those free challenges, I've been to my fair share. I know you guys have all been to them. Yeah, absolutely. When you go to those free challenges, you go, yeah, this will be fun. I should go do it. And then you listen. You're like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Oh, my gosh, they dropped so many value bombs. And then you're like, I'll get to it later. Yep. Uh, and you put it on the shelf. And now I have a whole library full of free challenges and free resources and free things that I've picked up from every amazing entrepreneur out there. Yeah. But I have a library of it. And – I'd say three quarters of it I'd never implemented. Yeah, absolutely. Because I didn't put skin in the game. Yep. So you got to put some skin in the game. You'll learn those new habits. And this is the best thing that you can do for your business. Your business will accelerate. Now, I wish I could put a crunchy number on it. <laughs> some of my clients have. And for them, it was, 
oh, we turned our business into a six-figure business this year because nice. I understood now. Yeah. Okay, but each one of you is going to have a different experience because, hey, maybe it's just that you started creating content that you can actually give to Fonzie and to Luis. And now you're like, wow, that was a success. And it may not be the initial, like, I made a million dollars off of that content, but it is the first step to being yeah. able to take your content and elevate it to the next level. But you had to get to a place where you felt good enough to either get on camera, which is a big deal for a lot of people, yeah. to yep. even record consistently, which is the other big deal. And the reason you don't do it is because you don't feel good. Mm -hmm. You don't feel good about your message. Yeah. You're not going to record it. Absolutely. If you don't feel good about your image, you're not going to record it. If you don't yep. feel good about what your cause is, you're not going to do it consistently every day because you will forget that other people need you. Yeah. So you got to feel good as often as you possibly can. And there's only so far the Orioles will take you. Whew. <laughs> I uh, I absolutely love this, Michael. This aligns so much with what we've been chatting about lately. Also, you know, challenge. We completely agree that this has to be paid, right? If you pay, you pay attention, right? Yep. There has to be some skin in the game. So I highly encourage everybody to to go in and go deep and and experience this thing because it's gonna make a shift in your business and in your day to day. So, Michael, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're gonna leave all the links right in the description. So all you gotta do is scroll down, click right there, get involved get the ball rolling with this challenge uh, and again Michael thank you so much this aligns so much with what we say and uh, is going to bring so much value to everybody that kind of signs up with that Fonzie any last thoughts no Michael thank you so much and correct me if I am wrong here but just in case they want to go right now is take the feel good challenge.com right Yes, indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. TakeTheGoodChallenge.com, guys. And with that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and you are ready to feel good, please make sure to go and join the challenge. And, and we'll see you next time. See, see you guys. Bye.